For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, courses, and more. I'm Mentor Mama, and today we are going to be talking about igniting our faith and keeping that fire for God alive every day. Have you ever been absolutely fired up for God one day, only to have that thrilling and energizing feeling fizzle out a short time later? Or perhaps it's impassioned church service that made us just want to shout to the world our love and loyalty to God or serve others with a glad heart. But then a few days of living our everyday lives go by and we wonder to ourselves, what happened to that fire? Well, our guest today, Johnny Parsons, author of the new book, Ignited, A Fresh Approach to Getting and Staying on Fire for God, We'll be talking about what we need to change in our quest for a sustainable, passionate faith using scripture and her own personal journey. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey everyone, is your church group looking for a new turnkey program that you can quickly and easily put in place? Well, we have just the opportunity for you. Coffee and Bible Time has created two new teaching courses on how to pray using our prayer journal and how to pray using our prayer binder. We modeled these teaching courses after a live event that we conducted for a group of 100 women and girls in Austin, Texas. Unfortunately, when the pandemic hit, this cut off our ability to do live teaching. But the blessing that came out of that time was that we now have available video teaching that can be utilized by anyone, anywhere, at any time. In one course, Ashley teaches how to pray using the prayer journal, and in the other course, Mentor Mama teaches how to pray using the prayer binder. All you need to do to implement a program like the one we conducted live in Texas is to purchase one of our video teaching courses along with the number of either prayer journals or prayer binders for each participant in your group. This program is ideal for moms groups, women's ministry events, young adults groups, middle school and high school groups, or even small groups. And for a limited time, we have a special offer for our podcast listeners. Buy either nine prayer journals or prayer binders and get the 10th one free using the promo code PODCAST on our website at coffeeandbibletime.com. Johnny Nicole Parsons is an author and founder of the digital marketing company Sunday Morning Marketing, where she offers customized services to help clients build their unique brands. She has a bachelor's degree in journalism and communications. Johnny and her husband make their home on the East Coast, where she can often be found hanging out with friends, drinking coffee, or reading a theology book. Please welcome Johnny. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Oh, we're so excited to have you here at Coffee and Bible Time. So your book came out and 
I, I just love your enthusiasm and your own fire for the Lord. Tell us about the title of your book, yeah. Ignited, and why you chose it. Yeah. So to be honest, I got, I got saved about 10 years ago now, um, August 31st, 2012. Um, and that first year of my faith, I always referred to after I would go to a very exciting church service, or I'd go to a conference, I'd always refer to, I'm so ignited for God. I'd always say that. Um, but then again, a couple of days later, it would just fade into the background and I'd wind up living like I did before. So it wasn't always sustainable. Um, I was really, um, I was really relying on external circumstances, like those conferences and those books that I was reading um, and those hype services to keep me ignited for God. Um, so 10 years later now, um, over the last two years, I really wanted to dig into what ignited really meant for God, um, because I feel like I had gotten that wrong for a lot of my walk with the Lord. I feel like um, I felt like I thought I knew what ignited really meant. Um, I thought it was these all all these emotions and jumping up and down for God at a church service or going on a crazy, crazy missions trip or, um, you know, putting, you know, my, my faith out, um, into the public on social media, but all of that stuff is, is fine, but it's all extra. And I wanted to get down to the, uh, to the foundation of what ignited really meant for God. Um, because I knew it couldn't just be being ignited sometimes and being, you know, lukewarm other times. Um, I knew that God had to have a better way because it said so in his word. Um, so ignited really was chosen for the title because I think with all just the scriptures that I was reading and just getting into the word, I finally figured out what that, what that meaning really was. Oh, wow. Your story is, is amazing. You know, you told us about 10 years ago, becoming a believer. What, what was the process of um, mm. accepting Christ look like in your life? Yeah. So I was 16 when I gave my life to Jesus. And um, before that, I didn't know God at all. I was a Catholic kind of, you know, a CNE Catholic Christmas and Easter. So I'd only go those times. Um, but I gave my life to the Lord because of a series of events. So I was actually born out, out of an affair. Um, so my dad had been, you know, married his whole life and had a, a affair with my mom. And I was born and I found that out later in the game. And that really shifted my worth and my identity and my purpose. And I just mm -hmm. didn't know, you know, I, I just felt very worthless after I found that out. Mm -hmm. Um and so I was on this quest to like fill this emptiness in my heart and in my soul. And I remember before I knew anything about God, my mom would come into my room um, and I would say, I have an emptiness right here. And I would point to Aww. my stomach and I'd say, I have this, like, it's like this emptiness. I don't know how to fill it. She brought me to therapy and she tried so hard, but the only thing that was missing was the Lord. And, um, you know, so many people kind of told me the gospel on and off. And I remember um, laughing in their face and, you know, rolling my eyes and saying like, there's no way that that God is real. That's, that's crazy. Um, but the Lord, he doesn't start something that he doesn't finish. Mm -hmm. And I winded up giving up everything that I had been chasing after. And long story short, I had actually been signed to a record label. I was really determined to, to make it in like the music world and get my name known and nothing was fulfilling me. And even though, you know, my, my efforts were kind of working in a secular sense, 
it still wasn't fulfilling me. I was making money from my shows, you know, singing and songwriting and all of that stuff, but I'd come home and I'd still be empty. So there had to be more. And so I winded up trying Jesus. And on August 31st, 2012, I gave my life to him on my bathroom floor and I never turned back. And that emptiness has never come back either. So that emptiness that I felt for so many years, it's been 10 years and I've never felt that again. And not that I, you know, haven't had struggles, but Mm-hmm. I've never felt that initial emptiness where you don't know the Lord. Um, and just saying that, I don't know how people <laughs> do it without Jesus. I just don't know. Um, but yeah, it's been the best 10 years ever. Oh, you know what, Jenny, I just really appreciate your authenticity and sharing that uh, that with our our listeners, because I know it's hard to me being an adopted person you mm. do ha- have a lot of questions and it does start to affect it's your crazy own how that affects your entire sense history. of identity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's crazy. But it's how now, beautiful. Now I actually on August 31st, 2012, because I got saved on that day, I actually celebrate that day more than my own birthday. Um, because Aww. it makes it, 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 that's where I find again, my fulfillment. And that's where my purpose comes from. So my birthday actually used to make me a little sad because of where I came from and, you know, the family dynamic that I had. And now I celebrate my rebirth day. Right. And we have, uh, we have balloons and we have gifts, all spiritual gifts and stuff. Like I'll get a new Bible and stuff like that. Um, but it's just been amazing walking with Jesus, but I'm sure that, you know, exactly what I went through if you uh if you yeah. had struggles as well mm-hmm. so what does a sustaining faith in God look like for you now from a day-to-day perspective yeah that's that's a good question and that's the question that I um that I I wrestled with for two years while writing this book what does that look like because it doesn't look like just getting excited sometimes at church services and coming back home and living life like before. So I'm an Enneagram four. Um, so I'm feelings all the time. I feel things and I'm led by my emotions. And I don't think just Enneagram fours struggle with that. Just in this generation, we chase after these temporary highs and we chase after instant gratification. And so I felt like that was defining my faith a lot and it wasn't sustain sustaining my faith. And so the biggest key that I found in the word of God was that my feelings couldn't determine how my walk with God was going. And so every day, even today, um, I woke up this morning, I'm super pregnant right now. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to read my Bible, um, at all. Like I didn't want to, um, and back in the day when, you know, I would be ignited one second and then lukewarm the other second, um, you know, I just wouldn't, my feelings would dictate that. And now in order to be ignited for God in the every day and to get on fire and stay on fire with God it's doing those things out of obedience and feelings will follow, but I just, I couldn't reconcile those two because feelings are so um, strong and emotions are so strong and they're not bad whatsoever, but when they determine your walk with the Lord, they can be used by the enemy and the enemy was totally using them. So sustaining that faith for me right now looks like doing things for the Lord, even when my flesh is telling me I don't want to. So even when I don't want to read my word, even when I don't want to pray, even when I feel like, oh, I'm 
too exhausted or too busy to put God first, doing it anyway. And that's not to say that I don't have days where I totally don't, or I, you know, I, I still fall short like everybody else. Mm-hmm, uh, sure. That's why Jesus came, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to make that a consistent rhythm in my life was the thing that actually ignited my faith. And I, I think also being ignited for God is not a feeling either. And I kept on thinking it was, and I was always chasing after that, like, oh, I have to have that passionate feeling. And I have to feel those butter, Holy spirit butterflies. I would always describe them as, but you know, those will come and go, but that obedience to the Lord and staying faithful to him. And just Paul even said it in the word, he beat his body into submission for Jesus. That's not fun. Um, And I'm not saying that, you know, following God doesn't have to feel like a chore by any means. It's amazing, but it's being able to just change your mindset. And that sustaining faith is really, um, has really come from being obedient, even when I don't want to be, if that makes sense. Oh, it does. It makes total sense. And I know from my own perspective, there's been times where, um, you know, maybe you don't feel close. You, f- you feel like you don't feel close to God. And I always come back to, you know, am I, am I in God's word? Am I being obedient? Because um, faith isn't a feeling. And, but when you're, you're constantly in God's word, you're, right. you're improving that relationship with him. And that itself is a joy. Well, right. how, what, what tips would you have for someone about avoiding sort of having a lukewarm faith? Because I think there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people maybe that fall into that category of lukewarm. And I know Jesus' word is very clear on um, lukewarm faith. So how do we avoid that? Yeah. And I think that's what convicted me a lot. I kept on reading the the Bible and I coming across those scriptures. And I, I would say to myself, you know, I think I might be falling into that, that category. I'm not really, you know, living the way that Jesus is describing in his word, where we have that come what may faith. It was always a faith when I wanted to uh, feel something, or again, when I was inspired by external circumstances. Um, And in order to avoid that lukewarm feeling and that lukewarm faith is being able to have, for me, at least, um, one, being able to follow God, even when you don't want to. So being able to read your word, being able to pray, but then also on top of that, it's being able to get some anchor verses to hold on to. And so, um, a a lot of times in, when I would feel lukewarm, I would even question my salvation and I would say, am I even saved to begin with? And that was really tough for me. And so it was, it was, being lukewarm had this spiraling effect because not only do you feel lukewarm, then you get further and further from God and the enemy starts implanting those doubts into your head. Like, am I really saved to begin with? Um, And I had to have anchor verses to stand on. Like, you know, in, in John, it says that I could never be plucked out of the father's hand. And I had to be able to, I even wrote them on my mirror at some point because I needed to just constantly remind myself of what the word of God said. Um, And so again, it's, it's, what I had to do as well to, to kind of get away from the lukewarm faith that I had was to get back to the simplicity of the gospel. So I had just, I had, I had, um, 
made it so complicated with all of these external things. So all of these books and these conferences and these, you know, retreats and all this stuff, and those things are not bad, but I needed that stuff to, um, to feel like I was following God the right way. And really it's the simplicity of the gospel and preaching it to myself every day. And there's a lot of times where, you know, I did a poll on my Instagram actually a couple of months back. And I said, who do you think the gospel's for? And 90% of those people said for unbelievers, but it's really for the believers. Like I need the gospel every single day. And if I don't get the gospel, I am a lost puppy. And like God needs to just keep me on a very, very short leash. Um, And that's just (laughs) repeating the gospel and those scriptures to myself every day, even when my flesh doesn't want to hear it. Absolutely. That's really, really is essential and uh, important as we all look at not wanting to be in that state of having a lukewarm faith and really um, wholeheartedly surrendering ourselves to the Lord. Well, you've mentioned that, you know, many Christians go to conferences or or retreats and you have this uh, feel close to God, you know, high that you're on and it eventually wears off. So what advice would you have um, when we feel this lackluster returning to our normal lives? Yeah, I think that's That's a really good question. I think one thing that I read in the Bible when I was studying about this stuff was the power of community. Um, And so coming like when Jesus sent, sent people out to evangelize, he sent them off in pairs because if one person was weak, somebody else was going to bring them up. And um, what I realized is that I'd come back from these, you know, these passion conferences and um, I'd come back from a really just hype church service on a Sunday and I didn't have people in my life in my day to day that were encouraging me to know Jesus and encouraging me to follow him. And that was a huge gap for me. Um, And that is really what contributed a lot to my lukewarm faith as well. So having even one person that you can, you know, talk Jesus with, um, and not just, you know, people on social media, but doing life with them, um, I think changed the game for me. And so that was really a key to sustaining that, um, that fire for him after those, you know, external things that, you know, kept me quote unquote on fire or passionate for him. Um, but then coming back, if I didn't have a person or a mentor or somebody to pour into me, um, that's where I really found myself in trouble. Um, and a lot of times I'm an introvert big time and I just didn't want to, uh, invest in those relationships because, having friendships is really hard. It just really is hard. And it takes a lot of intentionality and a lot of effort. And I just never wanted to put that in, but I realized just reading the Bible that that was so important to keeping my faith on fire for God long-term. I needed people to fan that flame with me. Uh, Cause if I was doing it by myself, it just wasn't going to work long-term. Oh. I cannot agree with you more. You know, I've been part of this mom's ministry for 20 years, and there's nothing like um, the community and the accountability that you have um, with other people that you're doing life with. And I tell you what, I feel like being part of that group has 
expanded my knowledge. Just like when you're doing a Bible study together, you you learn so much from what other people, what their insights are, what they're learning as well. So it's just so invaluable. I'm so glad that totally. You and and I think that. the last few years, though, with the pandemic and everything, it's been really hard for people to get that community. And that's when I saw, like two years ago, when I started this book, I really saw everybody messaging me on Instagram saying, "I have this lukewarm faith. I can't get." I can't get on fire for God anymore. I can't even read my Bible. And it's because they weren't going to church and I, I don't blame them. Right. Cause I, I spent a lot of time watching church online as well. Um, and they just were isolated from everybody. And, um, it, it, it really does wreak havoc on your faith. Um, when you don't have people to do life with. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBTPODCAST, that's CBTPODCAST, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Yeah. You already know that we at Coffee and Bible Time strive to help people delight in God's Word. That's why we love Alabaster and their inspiring Bibles. In addition to the visually appealing design, these Bibles are an engaging way to delve deep into God's Word. You can purchase books of the Bible individually or in bundles. Either way, your faith is sure to flourish. Alabaster Company has perfectly designed an intersection of creativity, beauty, and faith in each and every book. Use our promo code CBTPROMO or find our link below to get 10% off your order and let's experience God's beauty together. Well, tell us a little bit about how you go about studying God's word and how has delighting in God's word helped ignite your passion for Christ? Oh my gosh. Yes. So, I mean, if you just think about it right in, in the, in the Bible, um, all these people were so on fire for the Lord. They were just so on fire and they changed the entire world for Christ. And they, all they had were two things, community and the Bible. They had not even the Bible, the old Testament, right? So right, they, just right. Had, they just had the word of God and they just had community. Um, and that was it. And that convicted me so much because for me, I had, I had all these theological books. I had all these podcasts like yours that I could listen to and grow in. I had all of these, you know, books and um, sermons that I could watch online and just so much available to me. Yet I was struggling so hard with being able to maintain my faith. It just didn't make a lot of sense to me at all. Um, and so I really had to get to, um, I really had to get back again to the simplicity of it, of it all. Um, 
So your question again, I'm so sorry. Oh yeah, no, 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 that's okay. Just about how you go about studying God's word. Oh yeah, and- so I'm so sorry. No, but that's yeah, okay. The, the word of God is so, so important. Um, and um, when I was reading that, it really just convicted me. And so how I study the word of God now is being able to, so I, I read um, R.C. Sproul's Reformation oh. Study Bible. It's like my favorite. Yeah, it's, it's my favorite. Um, and so I read a lot of his commentaries in there. Um, and so that's that's a big deal for me. But like a lot of times back in the day, I used to supplement my scripture reading with like, I wouldn't even read the Bible. It would just be on my shelf, but I would read like, you know, books about the Bible. And that it, it never fulfilled me. It just didn't. And so now I have to get into the word. Like if I, if I'm doing devos, it doesn't mean I'm reading a book that mentions God. I need to read the word of God because again, that's what the early church had. And that was enough for them to sustain that faith. And so that's what I'm just trying to get back to that simplicity of, of the word, getting into the word. And so every day I do read, you know, the word, even when I don't want to, but every Saturday I have like a date with Jesus. So I just block everything out. It's, it's like not even that long. It's like 45 minutes, but I just make it between him and I, and I have a date with him. And I usually I'm a big journaler. So I'll journal my feelings to the Lord. And then I read his word after, and it's like, he's journaling back to me. And it's always this crazy part because God really just speaks to you and you can read scripture. You know, I've read this scripture the other day. I read this scripture a hundred times and I read it again. And it was a whole new meaning to me yes. when the Holy spirit just works in that. It's so awesome. So I read the Bible every day. Um, you know, some days I don't, but you know, that's, that's why Jesus came. Um, so I still fall short totally. Um, but on Saturdays, at least once a week, other than, you know, the Sabbath, I need to give him way more of my time and turn off the distractions and kind of reset a little bit. Um, and then also one big thing about my quiet time as well, and how to keep the Lord first is like daily repentance as well. I feel like uh, a lot of times I thought um, in the beginning that you repent one time in your life and you give your life to the Lord and you say, you know, your your peace with him and then you just move on and it sh- should be a daily occurrence. So every time I read my Bible before I even read it, I confess my sins, even confess the sins that I don't even know are in my heart because I know that there's a lot of them. And I just try to get that space between me and God completely closed um, to feel close to him when I'm reading his word again. Um, so that's like a really big key part for me. Oh, yes, that's so essential. How about you though? I I, I know I can learn so much from you as well. What does your life oh. like? Yeah, well, right now I've been reading through the book of Proverbs and I can't even tell you like just how how eye-opening it is and it it actually you know, it's getting those little nuggets of wisdom that really I think help build more Christ-like character. Like, you know, it talks about how your words should be sweeter than honey. And then like if you do that in the morning, then throughout the day, you can be like, you know, think before you speak, Ellen, you know, like, you want your words to be sweeter than honey. And so right now, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm reading through through Proverbs. And then I have from uh, Moody, oh gosh, Moody Publishers has like a little yeah. um, devotional and it's all of like the professors from Moody Bible Institute that are giving like the oh, commentaries. Wow. So you read like one of the Proverbs and then they, 
sort of teach you a more in-depth meeting about one of the the verses in there. So we can, I, I will put a link to that. I will also put a link to R.C. Sproul and Ligonier Ministries because I'm yeah. so glad you mentioned them because he uh, is one of my favorites and uh, Bible oh, teachers of all time. Yeah, he's tremendous. Every time I read the commentary next to the scriptures, my mind explodes a little bit. I'm just like, oh, wow. Oh, yes, awesome. yes, absolutely. Well, what advice would you give to uh, a new Christian who longs to be close to God, but just doesn't know how? Mm. My advice to that new Christian would be don't make it complicated. You need the word and you need community, just like the people in the Bible did. Um, and I think when I became a new Christian, I was trying to do all of these things at once. And I thought I needed to join YWAM and I thought I needed to, you know, delete all my social media. And I thought I needed to, you know, do all of these things. And yes, you have to give things up for Christ. And yes, you have to, you know, do great things for God. All of that is so true, but I feel like we complicate it so much and really just stripping it down and going to back to the basics. And God will tell you what you need to do as you go on with your life and your walk with him. And he'll strip you of things and he'll, you know, open doors for you to go on amazing adventures and everything, but really just focus on reading your word and knowing your word and memorizing your word and understanding it and having, you know, a, a group of people that you can do life with that can give you new insights or pray with you and pray for you. Um, that those are really the two things that they need. Um, and I wish I had somebody to tell me that when I had first started, because again, I, I, I complicated it so much. And I, I wasted a lot of years trying to, to rely on all of these external circumstances that never really even helped. And again, none of those things are bad. They're all so good, um, in the right context, but when you rely on them and when it's, you know, focused when you're so focused on them uh that's where you can kind of lose it a little bit um and then wind up questioning your salvation in the first place so really it's the word you have to memorize it and dig into it not just reading it but get like make it a whole thing get out your bible and get out your you know highlighters and start going to town and watching i used to watch these um sermon jams john piper does these oh. um you know, look, look at the book series, right? And so he'll just have the words on the screen and be circling them and, you know, this whole commentary, but it's like a live commentary that you're watching him do it in real time and just dig into your word, like just dig into it, print things out and just, just focus on the word of God. I can't stress enough how important that is. And then just having that community with you as well while you're doing it. Absolutely. Wow. You mentioned another great one there, John Piper yeah. in Desiring God, which we'll put the link to that as well. Oh, He's yeah. another amazing Bible teacher that just can help guide you along the way. Well, I know we talked about coming out of the pandemic. There was this time where we couldn't go to church. And I know there's probably a lot of listeners out there who are maybe just struggling. They've they sort of stayed in that stay at home mode. Um yeah. But give us a little bit more insight on the importance of actually going into church now that we can and and being with other believers. Yeah, I think that's it, it's really huge. And I, I don't blame anybody that doesn't want to go, you know, 
back just yet. I, I did go back for a while, um, but now I'm pregnant. And so I'm being very careful. And so I'm not necessarily going back, but it's about, and that's very hard, by the way, it's very hard not to have that constant community. Um, but then again, it's being intentional with what you do have. So I try my best to meet with a, uh, two girls a week, every week for coffee. And we just do life and we just talk Jesus. And, um, I actually reached out to a friend a couple of weeks ago and we started Lisa Turkis' 40 Days Through the Bible. Um, and so we just started that together. But again, it's awesome because she texts me and she's like, hey, where are you at with this? Hey, what did you do for week week three? And so we, we talk about that. Um, so if they're not going back just yet, um, I do encourage the listener that's not going back to church just yet to reach out to a friend to reach out to anybody that's a believer that I, I always give myself like a rule. I want somebody that pours into me and then I need somebody that I can pour into kind of like what, what was it? Paul, Timothy, and was it Silas? So Silas poured into Paul and then Paul poured into Timothy in the, in the Bible. And so that's what we need as well. I need somebody that's pouring into me and then I need somebody to pour out into as well. Um, so if you're not going back just yet, you need that community still. And it's harder because you have to be a lot more intentional with it. But if you do, if you do have the chance to go back, like there's nothing sweeter than watching. My favorite part is the worship, right? So watching people worship the Lord together, it does something to the, it does something to you and you feel the Holy spirit and, um, being able to serve at church. It's, it's just huge. So if you can go back, I plead with you to go back and you know, it is a lot, there's a lot of anxiety surrounding going back. I know that for sure. Cause a lot of people message me about it, but again, being able to trust God more than you're trusting your feelings and to step out in faith. Um, because again, the, the only thing that matters is the word and, and, and church. Yes. You know, I kind of, um, cause equate it to, you know, watching a TV show in black and white, like to me, that was kind of like the stay at home version, but going in, you're seeing the same sort of TV show, if you will, um, being there is like it going into color, like there, you know, it's just, it's the powerful presence of the Holy Spirit when there's so believers together. And so, yes, uh, we will definitely encourage meeting with your, the body. Well, mm -hmm. Um, as we wrap things up here, Johnny, what, what is sort of your overarching takeaway that you want people to, to know after they've read your book? Mm. My, my hope and my prayer, and I've prayed, I prayed so hard through, through the writing of that book is that this generation wouldn't rely solely on their feelings to follow God, but to only rely on his word and what he says. Um, again, I think this generation just chases after those temporary highs and goes after that instant gratification. And that ruins a lot of our faith and it makes us lukewarm because we feel like we have to feel something all the time. Um, and we have to feel something in order to read the Bible and we have to feel something in order to obey, but your feelings are not everything. They're not God. Um, and your feelings actually have to bow down at the name of Christ. And I, I needed to learn that the hard way. Um, and again, that was just through obedience, even when I didn't want to. Uh, do something. And eventually it becomes so much easier. It becomes a habit, right? And you want to do those things. Yes. So my, 
my biggest thing for them to take away is to do it anyway, to love God anyway, to obey God anyway, to read the word anyway, to turn on worship instead of secular music in the car anyway. Um, you know, I, I just, I want them to follow God based on the word of God and not just what they're feeling in the moment because those feelings change all the time. And God never wanted us to have this roller coaster, you know, relationship with him based on what we're feeling day to day. Cause my gosh, does that change? Yes. <laughs> it really, even with like just our hormones and just everything, it just changes. Oh everything. yes. And so we just need, we just need to obey God in the everyday, regardless of, of what we're feeling. Absolutely. What a terrific message. Johnny, you are amazing. How can people find out more information about you and your new book? Yeah. So um, I am on Instagram, Johnny Nicole on Instagram. Um, and I always answer my DMs. So that's like a big thing for me. I once a week, I'll go through all of my DMs and I'll make sure to either voice memo somebody back if I don't have a lot of time. So definitely anybody can message me on there and I'd love to just talk Jesus with them. Um, or just johnnynicole.com. They can find my my book and uh, yeah. Awesome. We will have all the links in our show notes. Well, before we go, I just want to ask you some of our favorite Bible study questions. What Bible do you use and what translation is it? So I, I believe it's NIV, um, but it's the RC Sproul Reformation Study Bible. So oh. I, uh, I found that out when I, I, I wanted to dig into the meat of scripture. I didn't want to just, you know, uh, be reading my teen book Bible forever. I was reading like <laughs> Bible and that was what I had for years. And I was like, I need to graduate to the meat of scripture a little bit. Um, and I got the R.C. Sproul Study Bible, and I've <laughs> never put it uh, oh, down. Oh it's gosh, good. that's an excellent recommendation. Okay, do you have any favorite journaling supplies or anything that you like to use to enhance your Bible study experience? So I do have, um, I, I'm a big journaler, but I work with journaling prompts. So I'll just look up on Google, like free journaling prompts and stuff like that for Christians. And I'll go through those and I'll, I'll answer all those journal prompts. Um, but that's really big for me because if I don't, I'm like, what am I reading in the, in the Bible today? What am I talking to God about? I just, I, I don't really get focused without these journal prompts to kind of center me. And so those journal prompts are really really they really come in handy so i just find them on on google by a quick search um and then also i i love just with my quiet time i'm obsessed with watching i don't know um if you know but like just like testimonies and people spreading the gospel on youtube mm -hmm. so there's like ray comfort and kirk cameron that that go and um it's called way of the master and they go up to random people on the street and they talk to them about the lord and i'll just like journal and take notes of how they're doing that. Um, and so sometimes that's even my quiet time. Oh, that is so cool. I love that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Lastly, what's your favorite app or website for Bible study tools? Yeah. I, so desiring God look at the book is huge for me. Um, and being able to watch the sermon jams, they're like condensed sermons in like a five, 10 minute, you know, window, but it's like the best lines from a sermon. So I love that. And then just the Bible app, I really, really enjoy as well. Uh, being able to 
go on to it and do all the weekly Bible studies on there. That's really just very helpful for me. Um, and then I just started also um, his morning mercies by Paul Tripp. Um, I don't know if you know that. Yes, that's yes. Been, that's been a lifeline for me, actually, um, just to center me in the word. Um, and actually, I was just going through something tough with my husband the other day, um, just like a life decision that we had to make. And I opened that book and it just spoke to me so clearly. And so God has been using that a lot for my for my quiet time as well. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Johnny, just what a delight to be able to spend this time with you. Thank you so much for being here today to help us see that God really wants to awaken a deep longing for him in our hearts and souls. So your book does that so well. Our listeners, pick up a copy of Johnny's book, Ignited. You will find the link in our show notes. Also, be sure to head over to our blog where you can share your comments with us on this podcast. And finally, head over to the Coffee and Bible Time website for our prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. We also have two new courses available on how to pray using our prayer journal and prayer binder. Thank you so much for joining us today on our podcast. We love you all. Have a blessed day.